Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, November 17th. I'm Mark Dent, here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla and John Weigel, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. This year, everybody has been analyzing the Taylor Swift economy. But before there was Taylor, there was Dolly Parton, who is an industry unto herself. And today, we're going to talk about Dolly's business empire. We'll get to all that in a moment, but first, let's catch up on everything else making headlines in the world of business and tech. Starting off, Starbucks employees across 200 stores went on strike Thursday during the company's Red Cup promotion day. The Starbucks Workers United Union, which represents 360-plus stores and 9,000-plus employees, is bargaining for improvements to staffing and scheduling. Now for some sweet news. Mars is buying Hotel Chocolat, Britain's largest independent chocolate brand, for $661 million. Meanwhile, in big tech, Google is working on new AI tools that will let YouTube users create music using a hummed tune or a text prompt. This dream track tool can generate 30-second tracks in the musical styles of nine artists who have chosen to collaborate with YouTube. John, how does that sound to you? That sounds really exciting, actually, because I know Google's been really on it for a while to try to make AI music a thing. Like last year, they launched this thing called Google LM that you can actually upload pictures to and it would generate music for you. And so they've been trying to hop on that. Other platforms like Voiceify have kind of paved the way in terms of voice generated AI music. But with actual artists signed on, I think kind of sky's the limit for them, it looks like. And we're talking some big names here. Sia, T-Pain. John Legend and Charlie XCX, one of my personal favorites. So I endorse. Oh, I love Charlie XCX. <laughs> I know. She's great. All right. So also in big tech, although not quite as exciting, Amazon is going to start selling Hyundais to U.S. customers via a digital showroom next year. Local dealerships will then complete the deliveries. Moving on to retail, Macy's sales dropped 7% on the year, but it didn't sour Wall Street's outlook. The retailer stock spiked on better-than-expected quarterly revenues and improved margins. And last, some really good news if you're the one Android user in the friend group. Apple says its iPhones will finally support RCS messaging in 2024, potentially allowing iOS and Android users to text with read receipts, high-res media, and other features. Juliet, you are an Android user, right? Yes, I have been an Android user for many years, and I'm tired of being bullied by iPhone users (laughs) about my green text bubbles. Yeah, I mean, it is just truly an insult that Apple has let this go on for, I mean, what? We're talking 16 years, I guess. 
Yeah. And you know, the reason why I switch and maybe this isn't the case anymore, but I switched to Google Fi because you can use it anywhere without roaming charges. And I would pay Verizon to be like, hey, I'm going to go to Tijuana. Can I have some phone, please? And then be like, well, you paid for it. But no, (laughs) with Google Fi, I can be like at my dad's finca in Colombia where there's absolutely no signal for anyone. And I met someone who told me that they would have to go down to the main streets to get any news. And I had signal that whole time with Google Fi. So... I don't know. When iOS can give me that kind of support, I'll think about it. But until then, I appreciate that I won't be bullied because I can't give or send high-res cat pictures on my phone. Yeah. And Juliet, think of how many group chats you'll be added back to now. I know. That'll be so nice. Although I will say most of my group chats are WhatsApp, so I don't think it'll make a difference, but I appreciate it. Either way, exciting times ahead in 2024. All right. So let's move on to the main story now. Country music legend Dolly Parton dropped her first rock album today. It's going to feature nine original songs, 21 covers, and collaborations with Paul McCartney, Lizzo, Joan Jett, and others. So Dolly Parton has put out 48 studio albums. But, you know, this is still a big deal, Juliet. And I think it also gives us a good time to just kind of discuss Dolly in general. Tell me a little bit more about this album and what Dolly's music means as far as being a whole kind of industry. Yeah, uh, we could talk about Dolly Parton every day and I wouldn't mind. Right. I think one of the most interesting things about Dolly Parton is that obviously she comes in as this country music superstar. That's what most people know her as. And even if you don't listen to country music or you only know like the song Jolene and that's it, you are likely still inclined to really like Dolly Parton. That's the thing. She's one of the most universally beloved celebrities. She is also famous for being a huge philanthropist. You know how sometimes there's celebrities and we'll be like, oh, that guy's really not nice and he's a bad tipper. You will never hear anything about that like Dolly Parton. Everyone just talks about how lovely she is to be around. She's really good at avoiding scandal. She never says anything (laughs) problematic. I mean, she just somehow has managed to captivate people for decades. And at the same time, she's very savvy at business. And she has basically built like this sprawling empire where she's kind of a brand to dolly everything. And not a lot of celebrities have been able to do that as successfully as she has. Her estimated worth as of June per Forbes was $550 million. That's the dolly empire. Right. And so a lot of that obviously is music, but it's not everything. So how does it kind of break down? Like how much is the music worth? And then what else is she doing that has led her to become, you know, halfway toward becoming a billionaire? She is doing a little bit of seemingly everything. So she was a prolific songwriter. She has a catalog of over 3,000 songs. That alone is worth $150 million and generates about 6 to $8 million annually in royalties. Some of these are not even songs that you would typically associate with Dolly Parton. Right. So one of her biggest hits is the song, I Will Always Love You. That is a Whitney Houston hit. Yes. And here's an example of something smart she did. She was pretty young in her early 20s and Elvis Presley wanted to sing the song, but he wanted half the rights to the song. She's like, no, I'm not going to sign over half the rights. Even though Elvis is this megastar, she keeps it. When Whitney Houston sings this song, it becomes a mega hit and has garnered an estimated $10 million in royalties alone. So she's been very smart to like protect the things that are important to her, to invest in the things that are important to her, to donate to the things that are important to her. Apart from music, she's got her hands in, in many, many, many pots. She partners with brands, including Williams-Sonoma, She has a line of cookware coming out. She has her own merchandise. She has a line called Doggy Parton, 
which is just Dolly Parton themed accessories and clothing for your pets. She has starred in numerous films, including Nine to Five. That's a big hit for her. Steel Magnolias. She has written a bunch of books. She has a memoir. She has a cookbook. She even has a thriller about a Nashville country star that she co-wrote with author James Patterson. She was also a co-owner of Sand Dollar Productions. That's no longer in the picture for her. But while she was there, her credits include such hits as Father of the Bride, Sabrina, and most importantly, the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Two amazing blondes that this world needed, Buffy and Dolly. Her biggest venture of all, of course, is the Dollywood Company. And that is the portfolio of entertainment venues. That includes her theme park, Dolly World in Tennessee. That's been open since the 80s. And that is like the biggest venture she has out of all of those ventures. I mean, it's unreal. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, certainly know the Dollywood Company and probably know that she was in Steel Magnolias, you know, if they grew up at the right time. But to think that she has all of that, plus she's, you know, been part of a production company that includes credits like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just pretty wild. I mean, John, is there anyone who really compares to having that much both clout and such variety in the music industry? She just is sitting on this empire that she's been building up for decades. And kind of like what Juliet was saying, her PR is very good. I don't think anybody dislikes her at all. And, and nobody wouldn't want to have her on the board of anything that they're doing, whether that's making a movie or a cookbook. She seems to be like a fit all person. I really don't think there's anybody else like her. Yeah. And with this money that she has, again, over $500 million, she hasn't done anything, you know, that maybe the public would consider weird or silly, you know, like buying Twitter or <laughs> something along those lines. So what has she done with this money? Well, one of her quotes is, it costs a lot of money to look this cheap, which is in reference to the many plastic surgeries that she's had. So that's kind of like the only joke she makes at the expense of what she does with her money. But what she really does with her money, a lot of the times is give it away. She has the Dollywood Foundation. She founded that in the 80s. I was just looking at all the causes that she has supported. It includes education, conservation efforts. I think she was helping to save the American bald eagle. She's done natural disaster relief. She's been involved in healthcare. She donated to develop the COVID vaccine. And also she has this thing called the Imagination Library, which gifts books to children. And that's only like a drop in the bucket of all the things that she has funded and helped over the years. So Dolly's money has gone to a wide variety of places, mm -hmm. almost as wide of the different ways that she's made that money, I guess. Yeah, she's just a fascinating example of somebody who is, I guess, a full-time hustler. Like she is just constantly doing stuff and managing to be beloved at the same time in a way that a lot of famous people and wealthy people just can't maintain. Yes. And Jolene still probably one of the top five greatest karaoke songs of all time. Oh, absolutely. It's a hit. I like 9 to 5, too. That's also a great karaoke song. Oh, great song. And speaking of karaoke songs, you mentioned, Mark, earlier that her album, which I have up right now, is 30 songs long. 21 of them are covers. And she assembled an absolute superstar team to work with her on these. She's doing a cover of Let It Be with Paul McCartney and Ringo. She's got Linda Perry there. She's got Rob Halford from Judas Priest. I mean, this thing is like stacked top to bottom. So clearly everybody loves her in the industry as well. Right. So a whole new album, basically all bangers. Mm-hmm. And that's going to do it for us today. So thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please go get signed up at thehustle.co slash email and we will catch you next week.
Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.